Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! Alright, we are back. Brad is back from vacation. Had a great looked like you had a great trip. Yeah, it was good. It was uh it was relaxing. It's funny, the last time we went to Las Vegas, the kids it was three years ago, it was before the pandemic. The kids were in that age where it was like pool, 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 let's go mm-hmm. to the pool. Can't wait to get to the pool. First thing in the morning, some block up, let's go to the pool. This time we had to like fight them to get to the pool, man. Because <laughs> you know, they're teenagers now, so it's like, let's go shopping. So every <laughs> you know. Almost every day was, let's go to the strip. Let's go to this mall. Let's go to this place. So let's yeah. go out to eat at this fun restaurant. Yeah, which was cool. I, I like that part of it. Uh, I, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of pool time, but we did get, since it was so hot, you know, the pool time started around like 5 p.m. You'd go out there, uh, bring a little food with you, some, some beers, and uh, just kind of hang out. So it was relaxing. It was nice. So. So the Giants are playing the Braves right now as yeah. we are having this conversation. Uh, Austin wins, hit like a wrapped a, a line drive around the foul pole, and uh, the Giants uh, staked out a four to zero lead. But uh, Dave Sclafani gave up a jack to Ozuna, and it's four to two right now. It's still only in the second inning. Yeah, his, his first inning was like seven pitches get out of there and then the second one has felt like it's been an hour he's <laughs> he's struggling here in the second inning but yeah uh, made we'll, some we'll, good pitches he's hitting 95 right on the gun yeah. so yeah th- so this back. second inning he's already at 27 pitches and it's yeah. uh one one and one count and he's got two outs though uh yeah they got the third out here so we'll, we'll keep everyone abreast of of the game as as, as we're talking about it it's kind of fun to talk about the current game while we're talking about what happened over the last 10 days so before we get to that because that's kind of what we're going to do is we're just going to go back and say oh what's happened since brad left and we'll (laughs) catch up and we'll talk about some of the stuff that's uh, going on right now and and we'll look at this weekend and if we have time i kind of want to look at this wild card race because the fact that the giants are playing the braves it just is fresh in my memory how crazy 
the wild card race in the National League is going to be because all of these teams, Giants, Padres, Braves, uh, Cardinals, they're all really good baseball teams. And they're all going to be buyers at the trade deadline. And nobody's going to fall off here. And I guess that's why they added, they wanted to add the third wild card is because you want everyone to try and compete. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end if we can get it in. But before we do that, what is your beverage of choice today? Yeah. So, you know, I told you I had been drinking less as kind of, uh, the summer hit and trying to get the, uh, beach and swimsuit bod in, in action. So, you know, I cut back on the carbs, the drinking and stuff. Um, when we were there in Vegas, though, I did I did fall in love with, uh, you know, that that drink ice, right? So it's <laughs> it's called ice, and it's like uh, it's like a fruit drink, but it's not. It, you know, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Some green tea extract, no show mm-hmm. oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good kind of fruity beverage. Uh, it's just uh, like a carbonated water with a little bit of flavor to it. Okay. Um, so I took the pink grapefruit one, which had green tea extract, but again, no sugar. I think it's like 10 calories in the entire bottle. So what's the Mix- sweetener in it? Uh, I, I know believe you're a big stevia guy. I can't, I don't I, think it's And stevia. I think that's what it is. Now I got to look it up. Is it stevia? Um, huh? Is it? I don't, I, I, I just oh, don't, okay. I don't, I don't know if it is or not because stevia usually the drinks that have stevia they like mm. put it on the branding right so it's like yes like the like the 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 soft drinks that you usually get oh yeah so it's got it's got stuff i probably wouldn't normally drink it's got uh <laughs> sucralose maltodextrin and mannitol Ooh, mannitol I I don't even know what that is. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm one of those, but, but it's good. You know, I, I have it on occasion. It's not. Yeah. So I had like two of them while we were there, but I mixed that with tequila uh, and then put a little bit of lime in there and stuff. And, and th- those were good drinks. So I enjoyed those cause good low calorie, low yeah. sugar, um, not low on mannitol. <laughs> so <laughs> so Man- I, Man- I mannitol have- sounds a little bit like a, sexist sweetener <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or it's like uh you squeeze it from a manatee right maybe <laughs> no, you just take you a big fat manatee and squeeze out what i don't know <laughs> uh so i did i did start enjoying the beers though while we we're there too because i was having some low some low alcohol beers um one of them that i was craving when i got back and i grabbed it is uh sierra nevada's sunny little thing uh, it's a, uh, a citrus wheat ale. It's only 5%. So it's kind of low. I'll yeah. Give you that. There you go. There we go. Crack it and pour it. You'll see my expert pouring skills here You get a little head going and then bust it out and you get a little stop right there. Perfect. There you go. So right on. there you go. So that's what I have today. Uh, one of my favorites during the summer just came out, um, yeah, three or four months ago, and I, I had a couple already, and I, I really, really enjoy it. Nice and refreshing on a hot day like today. So I've been talking about these bottled cocktails that you can buy now. It's kind of a the new thing. And so I found some canned Moscow Mules by a company called, what is it called? Salt Point is the company. And so it's a vodka, ginger beer, lime concoction, two cocktails in each can. 
the the thing right. about it, and it's really about all these pre-made cocktails for me, is just they're way too sweet. Yeah, you know, I I, I just I'm just like, man, you know, if maybe if you made these less sweet, maybe <laughs> people would buy more. But maybe it's just, maybe these cocktails are really for people who don't like the taste of alcohol. It's quite possible. But uh, so I have my have my tin here with the, nice. with the straw, and so we're doing that and. Basically, what I'm doing is is I'm cutting it big time. I put I poured like half of the thing, and then I poured some sparkling water in there, and then I put a little bit more. So I just so to cut out the sweetness because the sweetness was driving me nuts, and and now it's yeah. much better. I, I just created the better version of the salt point cocktail by adding nice. some sparkling water in it. Does that one come with mint already added in it, or do you do that on your own? Because like a mule, you usually put a little mint yeah, in there. you know. Um, we do have, I think we have uh, a mint. Is it a mint tree or a mint plant? A mint have... a bush. I think we have like okay. three different ones in our backyard. Yeah, so. I think we have one in our backyard. So nice. Uh, I did not, but I did not. So this is just mm. straight up vodka, ginger beer, and lime. See, it, they could make it a little less sweet and still taste good if they would also discover mannitol, mm. right? That, that's all they need. A little bit of mannitol in there. Get yeah, rid little... of the sugar. A little bit of mannitol and yeah, yeah, and then then you're good to go. All right, so um, what did we miss in the ten days since we last recorded? I just put together a list, and we can talk through this list. And if you have something that I didn't add, then you you can bring it up. So what's happened since we last recorded? Well, the Warriors won the championship. Congratulations! They, they won the NBA championship. I was uh, thank awesome. you very much. I was at the parade yesterday with. That's awesome. Uh, with Brian, hot take Brian and I, and uh, uh, his friend and his friends' friends, and that's and and his his uh, significant other Danielle. So we, uh, it was a lot of standing. It was one of those moments where I was like, "Am I really getting old?" Because <laughs> there was a moment, and we weren't even there for that long. But, you know, you're standing on pavement. It's Market Street, and you're just on the sidewalk. And my lower back starts to lock up on me for standing. Mm. Yeah. Now, it's quite possible because I was wearing a backpack because I had some stuff in my backpack, and I kind of wore it off the side of my shoulder. So based on how I was standing, I could have, like, tweaked something. But, man... There was still four hours left of this parade. I let's see. Four hours? No, it was about three hours left of this parade. Oh, and so no. I had to figure out how to try and keep my back loose and stand in a certain way and bend. And, oh, it was so frustrating. But, uh, yeah, you know, we got to see all the players. They're, they're on their little buses. And uh, I'll let Brian tell this story because we're going to record Thursday night. So it's Tuesday night that Brad and I are recording. We're, we're going to record the death lineup Thursday night after the draft. And I'll let nice. Brian tell this story in full detail. But basically, Brian had his camera and he was doing, a, he's taking video of a lot of stuff. And one of the Warriors coaches, he comes over and he's like, hey, did anyone get this video of him? He was basically shooting like a play basketball on into some, somebody was holding like a play hoop and he shot it from the bus or whatever. And he wanted video of it. And Brian's like, oh, yeah, I got it. And so he's like, oh, well, can you take down my number and text it to me? 
<laughs> oh, geez. And so Brian was like, okay. And he's like trying to get the guy's number and you can't really hear because there's a lot of commotion going on. So eventually we get the number. And then he looks at me and he goes, who is that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and so, you know who I thought it was? I don't know if you saw this, but people who are listening to this probably saw this. Uh, there's a, a a guy, I think his his Twitter handle is Big Dawes TV. And his gimmick is that he dresses up like Clay Thompson. Oh, yes, I have seen this guy. So yes. this guy got kicked out of, uh, he, he's no longer allowed in, in Chase Center because he snuck in through security <laughs> Pretending to be Clay Thompson, and he yeah. went to and the he court shot around, right? And he shot some hoop. <laughs> I mean, in some, in some, uh, you know, I, I that is very respectable. Like, oh, you, you, you did it, you got through it. But in other yeah. things, it's like, how do we know this guy's not like a serial killer? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, so that's I, I was like, is it that guy? Is, is that the guy? And and I knew it wasn't, I was kind of joking, yeah. but uh, anyway, so. Brian went on the Warriors coaching staff, and there were two guys who it c- kind of could have been, and it turns out that it's uh, Chris DeMarco, who's, uh, who's been a, a coach on the staff for a little while. So I don't know. I think Brian's going to try and maybe get him on a podcast or something, so that'll be cool. But, yeah, Brian, that's so awesome. Brian ran into – he came to us, and Brian had the – he was quick on the trigger with the video. So, I'll, But, yeah, yeah, I'll let him tell that full story on, that's on the death awesome. lineup. Okay, what else happened? While Brad was gone, the Giants went five and three. So when you left, it was Saturday. We'd recorded the podcast. The Giants and the Dodgers had yet to play game two. Actually, Sunday. No, we, no, no, we no were, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. we recorded right before the sweep. You're right. Yeah. It was Sunday. And it was all us. They swept the Dodgers. <laughs> they won on Sunday to, to sweep. I was at uh, a graduation party mm-hmm. and I was trying to watch on my phone through the at bat app. And we were talking about how this app is the worst thing of all time because it will tell you ball in play. And then you have to wait for like five minutes to figure out what happened. Yes. <laughs> and, and so uh, the, the Giants won. Um it was it was uh, not the best way for me to watch, but I was happy to see them win. And then we we also talked about how they were playing two teams that they really needed to beat. The Royals came to town. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. the 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 Royals announcers were just calling him Junior. By the way, can, in, in a world yeah. where Ken Griffey Jr. exists, can you just call Bobby Witt Jr. Junior? No, you absolutely so can. I I guess if you're I guess if you're the Royals and the best player you've had in the last couple of decades was George Brett, I guess maybe you can have your own junior at some point, but you know, no disrespect to, I can't think of any good. (laughs) Zach (laughs) Grinky. Sure. Zach (laughs) Grinky. I mean, you know, Grinky did most of his damage after he left there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, and really, I mean, who was there? Who was there? Well, yeah. Who was there? Who's the MVP of the world series when they won it? Probably Hosmer. Um, You know, Hey, that's a good. That's a good question. What was that? 2015. 15. Right it after. Sure wasn't 2014. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, you know, you you could say, uh, Sal. You know, Sal Perez is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he no, in a, in a very hard position. He is still putting up numbers, and you know, it's going to catch up to him because he's still playing catcher. But 
Yeah, um, and you nailed it. He was the World Series MVP. Okay, there you go. There you yeah. go. But you're right. You, they don't. They haven't had that guy who they're hoping Bobby Wood Jr. can become, which is that homegrown talent who's with the team for 15 years. And, yeah. you know, wh- whatever Mike Trout is to the Angels, that's what they would love Bobby Witt Jr. to be. Though I'm yeah, sure they absolutely. hope that I'm sure they would hope to go to the playoffs a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, they take two out of three from Kansas City. They lose the day game, uh, which would have been Wednesday, Wednesday day game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to Pittsburgh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they win the first two games. And by the way, uh, this is part of my list. Radon goes Dodgers on Saturday and then uh, Pittsburgh. And he looks like the ace again from the the beginning of the season. Like those were two really good starts. For sure. So they beat the the Pirates the first two games. Then it's game three. It's Sunday. It's Father's Day. Uh, they got uh, Swinskied. Is that the guy? Is that the kid's name with three home runs? Yeah, Swinsky. Yes, he. That's Rude. all of their runs. He hit three solo home runs, and they won. And and uh, so w- one of these home runs. So Alex Cobb is also back. That's what happened since since Brad went on vacation. Yeah, Alex Cobb threw a hanging sinker. That had the ball, I think uh, the, the umpire might have scribbled hit me on the ball right before Cobb <laughs> threw it because he was a hanging sinker and Sawinski just hit this thing out. And then Tyler Rogers threw his like 73 mile per hour rise ball and yes. he hit that thing out and then they won the game. And this is after Tyro Strada had hit a home run in the top of the ninth to tie it. And I I still have not seen that highlight of Tyler Rogers giving up the home run because there are some highlights that you miss that you just don't need to see. <laughs> I can imagine it because you texted me and you said, oh, just, all I heard was, all I saw was, wow. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, crap. So I had to go look and it was a home run walk off. And then yeah. you get the alerts, you know, from MLB, uh, the MLB app. And then you said, what, what did, what did you say about uh, Tyler Rogers? Again? I, said, I think I said, Something about, I don't care what the stats say. He's a sixth inning reliever now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I knew, I'm like, no, I, that's the highlight I don't need to see. I just don't need to see it. By the way, uh, Disco's running into trouble. I don't think he's going to be long for this game. First and third, one out for the Braves yeah. here. Giants still up 4-2, to two, though, and uh, Matt Olson at the plate. How many pitches? I've got him at 40, what is he, 49, 49. right 49. now? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. His, we'll see what but, we'll see what type yeah. of uh you know we'll see what type of leash Kapler has because you know as they do bullpen's been thrown a lot as well and uh Olsen just hit a bomb they're up five to two or they're mm. up five to four yeah I'm behind on you by a couple of uh by about a minute Be, you know before he he was injured he only pitched in three games um and hadn't thrown more than 83 pitches in any of those three games. 83 in his third start, though, is quite yeah. quite a bit for, you know, it was April 21st against the Mets. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just one of those things. You're coming back from an injury. You're rusty. I know everybody's going to hate on him. Um, you know, gave up five runs in two and a third innings. So, but, you know, he's still touching 95 on the gun. Uh, slider looks good. Yeah, that's a jack. Wow. 
(laughs) (laughs) I told, I told you before we went on the air, I said, I do, I don't really want to get into a home run contest with the Braves, but it's 90, what, 94 degrees at game time there in Atlanta. Um, Giants are only down by one run in the third. I mean, there's, you know, six plus innings left to go. So, yeah. And, you know, the Giants have some guys who can uh, hit the ball at a ballpark, though a couple of those guys are are struggling here. Uh, I think Wilmer Flores, I looked up, he's hitting 150 over the last two weeks. Mm. Um, And, uh, we have uh, Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff's hitting okay, 242, a couple jacks. Estrada has a couple jacks. Uh, Austin Slater has a couple jacks. Brandon Belt's come back, which is another thing that has happened in, in the last 10 days since you left. Brandon yeah. Belt is back. He hit a home run. I think it was on, on the first day that he came back. So, yeah, you know, the, the Giants are, because of this starting pitching, which really has been – you know, Logan Webb just keeping him in ball games and, and being the only real guy who can stretch it out now that Radon looks to be, you know, back to, to what he was. That's the second guy. But, you know, Wood, Wood will throw six innings. Uh, Cobb will throw five, five, six innings. And, you know, that's why they needed Desclafani to, to come back because they need him to be able to work deeper into games. Uh, you know, slinging Sammy Long can only come in and throw put up zeros you know in in these uh in these three inning starts for him so so yeah. much but you know this is the team and that no, they built. And no junis no, and no, no junis junis is on the dl yeah um i you know i kind of wonder and i think we kind of talked about this a little bit but if you were to put money on it who is in the starting rotation by the end of the season is it days clafani or is it junis or is it both um I think it could be both. Uh, I yeah, I think I think it could be both. Because because you would go what you'd go Rodon Webb or Webb Rodon, um, Wood. So that's three. Desclafani, Junis. Who am I missing? Cobb. Cobb. The Giants could be the Giants could definitely be that team that when. September hits, they go. We're going to six man rotation. Hmm. I, I think I think that could happen. I really but do. Do, you, do, do you want Webb and Radone to have to wait an extra day? Though I almost it almost no. feels like you you could go Webb and Radone, and then I don't know, like just mix and match guys for those next three starts like you know you could do that or or you could go web radon wood uh cob and then uh a a a disco junis Mm -hmm. combo Mm -hmm. and you know you have those two guys going you could at least get your six with those guys yeah for sure but i mean that's that's of course saying all six of those guys are healthy Right in right. September, which is which is hard to say at this point because Giants have been bouncing that back and forth um, with their starters. Just somebody comes off the IL and then somebody else is hurt. So right. Um, and then, so what else has happened here since Brad left? Well, Brandon Crawford slid into fourth place in the most played games in San Francisco Giants history. He's over fifteen hundred now. 
That's so crazy. B crawl, you know, the, if Bobby Witt Jr. becomes, I think they 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 hope that he's a little bit of a, of a better player than B crawl. But if you can play, you know, with the Giants, what did B crawl come up? 2012? 11? Yeah, 2011. 2011. Oh, oh, yeah, it was. I think it was 11. Yeah, it was 11. The Grand Slam in Milwaukee was 11. Right. So, you know, that's a. Uh, that's a good that's a good career for him and he you know he came up a little a little later in in his years you know i think mm-hmm. how old is wit wit's like is wit 20 god yeah he's like 20 21 so yeah he comes yeah, he's a little a, bit younger than, than b crawl but that's kind of who they're wanting him to be and uh brandon crawford you know he hasn't always been an all-star but he's always been consistent with the glove and he's always been that Bay Area kid who wanted to play here. So it's it's it's, it's awesome to see him on that list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he came up, let's see, 2011. He was 24 years old. So, yeah, uh, let's take, take a look at Bobby Witt Jr. It doesn't like that. It doesn't like me to put Witt Jr. in the search. <laughs> Oh, come on. You know what really sucks is that we were we are old enough to remember when Bobby Witt Sr. was a rookie for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, how about this? Baseball, baseball reference doesn't even have Junior after his name. Oh, wow. It's just Bobby Witt. Yeah, they've got Bobby Witt and Bobby Witt. Huh. And so you got to pick the right one. 22 years old. He's actually 22. Okay. Oh, so, he's older than I thought. Go. Yeah. He turned 22. Oh, well... <laughs> He turned 22 about five days ago. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, and yeah, you know, the, so the, the situation with, uh, w- with Crawford is kind of fun to see. Cause it's like one of our guys, you know, we've always seen those yeah. lists of players. It's like Mays and McCovey and Cepeda are on like these longevity lists. And you're like, gosh, you know, not a lot of like the current guys are on those lists, but now we have Brandon Crawford for, for games played. Uh, and then what else happened? Well, the giants claimed a guy, by the names uh, of your mean Mercedes. And he is his, his nickname, the Yerminator. The Yerminator. Yes. The Yerminator, which I think is probably one of the best nicknames <laughs> in all of baseball, but it's only a great nickname. If you come up and actually mash the ball. Yeah. So if he comes up and hits two Oh five with a home run and you know, 75 at bats, then no, Yerminator, that nickname sucks. So <laughs> so the Giants claim him off of waivers. And I think the, the, the question is why would the White Sox DFA him? Like, like what's the deal? Well, he is uh, 29 years old. He made his debut as a 27-year-old, and he's uh, he's. Let's see. He in 2021, he hit seven jacks, hit 271 with a 404 slugging, as a DH mostly, and I think the the Giants are just trying to find anybody who can play catcher, but it doesn't even seem like he's that much of a catcher these days. What do you, do you remember? Um, or do you have any knowledge of, of sort of 
you know, what his deal is at this point? You know, I don't know. I think Brian had mentioned um, that he didn't want to play catcher anymore. Yeah. But I have not seen that information. Um, not quite sure of that. Um, if that's the case, that's too bad because, like Brian had mentioned too, that's, I mean, you want a job in the major leagues right now, catcher is kind of a, a hot spot to be. Yes. Um, and the Giants, especially, uh, everybody knows their catching situation, especially us fans. We know it, it's it's pretty pretty rough right now. I mean, Casale is, you know, Casale does a great job behind the plate, um, and he can hit for the most part. He 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 does a good job with hitting. Wins, uh, Austin wins at a home run tonight. We talked about that earlier. He's mm-hmm. he's up now with uh, two runners on. So here's his chance to have another three run home run. Um, and you're probably ahead of me, so don't tell me any bad news. <laughs> Please well, don't tell me any bad news. It's one and two right now. Okay. So, I know so we're like, also very good at grounding into double plays. Lately, yes. So yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the the fact that, I you know, he, he did like a dance on his Instagram page after the Giants yes. claimed him. He was very <laughs> happy. He was yeah. very happy to be off of, of the White Sox. And... I forgot about this, but he's the guy who Tony La Russa chastised for hitting a 3-0 home run. You remember, oh, you remember correct. that? Yes, yes, I do remember that. So that, you know, I'm sure he's pretty happy that, uh, you know, he is not under the tutelage any longer of uh, old man yeah. La Russa. By the way, wins, it, wins doubled and scored two. Nice. Or no, scored one. So Giants are back tied 5-5. Excellent. And uh, yeah, didn't it, didn't Yerman hit that 3-0 pitch too off of a position pitcher? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think it was off of a position player pitcher. They were already up fairly big and he said 3-0 and he goes, nah, I'm going to hit this one up. Yeah. Joey Bart's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, a lot of people hitting Come on, home man. runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the Giants then, uh, he they, they had to DFA Michael papierski so the the only the, the 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 last lineage to mauricio dubon not even on the team anymore though did, I, I don't I, did he get claimed by anybody uh not that i know of yet i don't think they announced it it's usually a couple days <clears throat> after the waivers uh ends for that player then they'll announce who who claimed him yeah but and, yeah and, and joey Bar- sounds like been- Sounds like Joey Bart will get most of the ABs in AAA anyways, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. Yeah, and Dubon hasn't been hitting that well either for um, for Houston. And, of course, you know, as soon as they bring up his horrible stats, he hits a, a jack into the Crawford boxes on Sunday night. <laughs> Although I think that they, they did the stat cast on it, and that was the only ballpark that would have been a home run in. So. Oh, really? I know. I just know he hit it, like, really, really high. <laughs> I think it was, like, 340. Okay. And yeah, okay. I think stat cast showed 340, only ballpark this would have been a home run in. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle Park was, like... Nah, bro. They're like, no, we would have knocked that down eight <laughs> times with the wind and seagulls and whatever else. <laughs> All right. So uh, the series with the Braves. Obviously, Desclafani's start wasn't probably what, what he had hoped it to be, giving up right. five runs in, in three innings. We'll see if he comes out for the fourth. But 
ultimately, this is the kind of team that the Giants are going to be competing with all season long for for these playoff spots. Now, I'm I'm not saying that the Braves or the Giants cannot compete for their divisions. Like the Giants are only three and a half games behind the Dodgers. But the Mets are just like boat racing right now. The Mets are 45 and 24. So the Braves sit five and a half games behind the Mets. And it looks like the Giants will take the lead here. Sacrifice fly. Oh, no. They called Crawford out. And Crawford Crawford kind of slid really late on the slide at the plate. And he may have jammed himself. But it looked like he was safe to me. So they, they may have to look at this one. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the the Braves, like, you know, we looked at the Braves early in the season and they were kind of playing 500 ball. And I was like, hmm, you know, maybe that that World Series, you know, that just just the shine is now off. And then they ran off a 16 and <laughs> two uh, last 18 games. So they're really on fire right now. I think I think Crawford's got to be safe, by the way. Uh, There's, I, I'm finally getting it. Man, I'm way behind you. Yeah, he's way <laughs> safe. Jeez, but he may have like uh, uh, twisted his ankle. Oh, God, yeah, he's safe. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Um, the uh, but yeah, so so Atlanta, thirty nine and and twenty nine. We'll just look. We might as well. We we'll, we have time. We'll, we'll look at the wild card race here. Atlanta, thirty nine and twenty nine. Giants are thirty seven and twenty nine. So a one game behind them. The Padres, forty two and twenty seven. So they're the leader for uh, the top wild card spot in the National League, and St. Louis, who always seems to be just right there fighting with the Giants, 38 and 31. So they and the Giants are, are almost exactly the same. Giants have a, a 10, 10 uh, point, 0.1 uh, winning percentage higher. But those are the four teams, unless Philadelphia, who's also been playing well, kind of sneaks in. They would be five teams really vying for these three spots. San Diego, uh, we, we let's look at the, the run differential. San Diego is uh, plus 65, Atlanta plus 47, Giants plus 42. But the Cardinals plus 59, uh, the only real flaw with the Cardinals is that uh, they are under 500 uh, away, which means that they're playing really well at home. But yeah. I know it's early. Three teams are going to make the playoffs out of, out of these teams unless – you know, St. Louis is very close to Milwaukee too. This could be Milwaukee sitting in this slot. How do you? What do you think about the Giants' chances right now? Because I would say after they swept the Dodgers, I was really feeling the the juju with the team. But then you know they they kind of played with the Royals a little bit. They kind of played with the Pirates, and then you know now they they have Atlanta, and Atlanta beats them in the, in the first game in the series two to one. Logan Webb competed. If the Giants could hit with runners in, uh, on base, they they possibly would have won that game. Yeah, but you know, I don't know what what is your feeling about handicapping this uh, this wild card chase? So so as it is, uh, of course, the Giants are losing frustrating games. The last two games, both walk offs, and I think he's safe, right? They called him safe, so Giants are up six five now. Um, that that trend has to kind of even out. You know how it goes in baseball. Uh, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get the you're gonna lose some of those games, and then you're gonna end up winning some of those games. So when July rolls around, the Giants' luck may totally change. 
on those uh, in those types of games when they're playing some home games they're going to get a couple of walk-offs and and it'll kind of even out um giants are definitely a playoff team let's i'm taking a look at the fan graphs i love to look at the fan graphs playoff odds they're Mm -hmm. always fun to look at they take in consideration like the entire 25 26 man roster and then the 40 man roster who do they have to replace players if players get hurt and whatnot and then that's how they go with with wins um they do the Monte Carlo system where they, you know, do like thousands of simulations and whatnot. Uh, so, so right now the Giants are hanging in there at sixty-one point eight percent chance to make the playoffs. Um, Dodgers are at a at a low. They're usually around the ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent, uh, you know, chance to make the playoffs. Right now they're at ninety-two point nine. They've had two major injuries in Walker Bueller. Uh, and Mookie Betts, two really big injuries. Um, then looking at the Padres, 90.2% chance to make the playoffs. Mets are at 97.3. That's usually where the Dodgers are. Braves are at 85.3. Uh, Brewers at 76.9. So then you've got the Giants at 61.8. Then you've got the Cardinals at 50.8. Then you've got the Phillies at 41.3. Uh, looking at their roster up and down, they don't have the same 40-man that the Giants have. They don't quite have the same 40-man that the Cardinals have. Uh, so the Giants, I think they're going to secure that five spot uh, when it comes down to it. They could even get the four spot. They could jump above the Padres at some point. Mm-hmm. Who knows with the Dodgers? I, I, I mean, their injuries, are they going to catch up? Looking at the, the, the win the World Series odds. So the Yankees are... They have a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs right now. <laughs> what if they already hit they, the magic number? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're done. <laughs> They're in the playoffs. They have a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs. They only have a thirteen point four percent chance to win the World Series versus the Mets thirteen point one, the Astros thirteen point seven, a higher percentage. And the Dodgers are again that low eleven point four percent chance to win the World Series. The odd ma- odds makers are not liking their chances right now to win the world series, the the Dodgers. And and usually they're the favorites. They're up there. I mean, they're huge. I mean, the, the Yankees are 50 and 17 right now. Um, Dodgers are 40 and 25, but they kind of been floundering lately yeah. ever since they, they, they've been, they've definitely been underachieving because yeah. I have a, I have a buddy. And, and so I say that they're underachieving, but they're still, you know, plus 114 in the run difference. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I have a buddy who's a Dodger fan and he's so disappointed in this team. And so I was kind of teasing him. So I was teasing him at the beginning of the season. I was like, you guys, this is the 27 Yankees all over again. It's, it's win world series or bust for you guys. You guys better break up this entire team if you don't win at all. And so I was just kind of messing with him, putting some pressure, but he came back uh, when the, when the Giants swept and he's like, Dodger disappointment. And I'm like, come on. Like, you know, they're still really good team. It's June. And he's like, there's just something about the team that I don't like. They're almost like too, uh, they're almost too analytical. They're almost too machine. Like where's the personality, like that kind of stuff. And like, I can kind of get that. Like, you know, you, you root for a team, you know, like think about the 2010 giants, the band of misfits was uh, Andrew Baggerly's book. And then the 2012 Giants were more like Posey's team, right? They were more yeah. like 
buttoned down and a little bit more of like a non the the kind of the opposite personality wise of that 2010 team. So I get that perspective, but Dodgers still good. They still have the most talent in an everyday lineup. I I would say that even with, with this Yankees team, I still think the Dodgers uh, have the, have the most talent, but like you said, with the injuries, what happened to bets? So there was a collision between him and Bellinger when he was coming in on a fly ball and he cracked his ribs. So he's, he's going to be out. They're not given a timetable though. But cracked ribs, and then it was his right side. So swinging with cracked ribs is not really a thing you can do. Yeah. So who kn- who knows how long that injury is going to be? And Walker Bueller is not even going to throw until late July, early August. Hurt his elbow against the Giants. Right. But if there's any team in the majors that will go get a piece that they need – and have the farm system to be able to do that. It's the Dodgers. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they're they're set up to do that type of stuff. If they need a piece or two, they'll go out and get it. I don't think Trace Thompson is that is that <laughs> answer, but they traded for him. It officially went through yesterday. So yeah. Um, I wonder if they're going to start. They may have to start the clock on one of these youngsters that they have too. They could, uh, they could do that, but knowing them, I think they're going to want to vet. They're going to start looking around, poking around with the Reds and and uh, oh, what is it, Mally, uh, good pitcher for the Reds. Um, you know, there there's guys all over the place that 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 they can kind of start looking around and and looking at the Pirates and see, hey, who do the Pirates have? Brian Reynolds, can they? snatch him away um, because the pirates are getting to the point where they're going to have to start paying Brian Reynolds pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's always going to be players like that. I would, I would have thrown out some numbers. I pulled some numbers from the last two weeks. Speaking of playoff odds for the giants. Um, I want to see what you think is going to be more sustainable for the giants going forward. What's going to change in this. So I, I pulled offense and pitching numbers for the giants for the next two or for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the offense is polarizing. We, yeah. We've, we've seen it. We've been frustrated with it. We've, we, you know, had our hat in our hand and tossed it in the air when yep. the giants have runners at second and third with nobody out and they don't <laughs> score a run. Um, so the bright side, the last two weeks is the giants get on base. They're first in the entire league the last two weeks in walk percentage at 11.3%. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also 28th in the league out of 30 teams in batting average at 207. So they're walking, they're just not getting the hits. They're fifth highest in strikeout percentage at 25.3%. So all of that combined gets them 24th over the last two weeks in run scored, 24th in hard hit percentage. That's another problem. They're just not mashing the ball. They're down to 34.5%. Um, and 23rd in exit velocity at 87.9%. So take a look at the pitching. Giants are second in walks per nine. They're only giving, only giving up 2.16 walks per nine in the last two weeks. Uh, they have the best ERA in the majors as a pitching staff as a whole at 2.08 over the last two weeks. Third best FIP, because we always talk about ERA versus FIP. Your ERA could suck, but if your FIP is good, you know that's going to kind of even out. Yep. Well, their FIP is third best in the league at 3.36. So that tells um, us maybe the defense has started to buckle down a little bit as well. It, it's quite possible, as we, as we see Jock Peterson uh, out in left field <laughs> having fun, <laughs> ball right at his face, and he ducks out of the way, makes the catch, though. Uh 
second in ground ball percentage as pitchers, and that's what the Giants always pride themselves on. They go out and try to get pitchers who hit the ball on the ground or a throw and then the batters hit the ball on the ground. Yep. Uh, but again, you have to have the defense for that. And we've talked about that this season. Um, so they're second in the league in the last two weeks in ground ball percentage at 47.7%. Uh, but they're only 23rd in the league in case per nine at 7.71. So they're still putting the ball in play quite often. It's usually a ground ball. Um, they're FIP is really good. Their ERA is really good. Do you think that that pitching is going to last longer than this hitting slump will last? Because something's got to, if the Giants are going to start to become an elite team, if they're going to start to catch the Dodgers and the Padres only three and a half games back, but if they're going to start to catch them and overtake them, this pitching's got to stay and that hitting's got to turn around. Situational hitting's got to turn around. Yes. I really think it is what – who is Alex Cobb for the Giants? You know, we, you know, and we've we've talked about this. I'm not the biggest De Sclafani fan. Like, even last year in the first half of the season, I thought there were some smoke and mirrors to it. Now, I will admit, he had a really good first half last year. But then the second half was so bad. And I just, I, I, I'm just a fan of consistency. Now you don't have to be great yeah. every single start. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, you have your ups and downs, but just the, you know, a little bit more consistency. And so I look at Dave Clefani as kind of like, mm, I don't really believe in him. Now the Giants believe in him because they signed him to a three-year deal, which yeah. uh, I'm not so sure about that one. But I really do <laughs> think it's it, it's Cobb, right? Because Cobb, as your foreman. If Cobb can eat up some innings and Cobb can keep them in ball games, because you know, not not to discredit Alex Wood, but he is like the perfect number three starter, right? Yeah. He just he's not going to dazzle you. You're more than likely not going to get blown out when he's on the mound. He's going to give you six innings. He's going to give up two or three runs every start. That's just who he is. He's not going to strike out a ton, but he's not going to get killed. And so. You at least know there is consistency in that. He's not going to throw a no-hitter, but he's not going to kill you. So Cobb is really the swing man to me because I fully believe that Desclafani, uh, you kind of go with it, it's either Desclafani or Junis, and then all of a sudden uh, Desclafani finds some mystery injury and, and Junis is just the fifth starter. But yeah. if, if Cobb can actually give you a solid innings. He throws that hard sinker. He gets strikeouts, but he also gives up a lot of home runs. And the Giants just gave up another one to Acuna mm. right now. So oh. it is now six to six. So Zach Littell, who has not been having uh, the the greatest year so far, gave up another yeah. one. Or actually, it's seven to six. I guess there's a yeah. I was, yeah, I was gonna say somebody just got hit in the foot that yeah. I'm watching. So yeah. I don't think I can catch up. There's no catch. All right, here we go. Go live. Come on. This this game, by the time yeah. it's all said and done, we could have <laughs> both teams in double digits. <laughs> well, there goes our sparkling ERA that I just quoted. I know. I know. And our sparkling um, FIP. Do I believe in Alex Cobb? I've watched this guy, and the way that he pitches, he's a gamer. I just don't. I just don't know if his recipe for success actually fits who he is at this point. Maybe there was some injuries and maybe he is going to sort of settle down 
but uh, he just gives up a lot of bombs. And, and you're not used to with Giants pitching. You're not used to these guys giving up a lot of bombs, except for no. today for whatever reason. So I, I'm really watching him. I think the temperature of the starting staff will kind of be with him because if he can do it, then the Giants have one of the best starting staffs in all of baseball, like both divisions. I mean, I'm sorry, both leagues. But if he is kind of just average, then I'm not so sure that the pitching will stay up as it's been. But didn't they used to call Fulton County Stadium the launching pad? Yeah. Back in the They day. also called it Murph's Turf. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad that never caught on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think, yeah, the, the Fulton County Stadium, the launching pad, that was the nickname for it because a lot of home runs were hit there. It's 94 degrees. Yeah. 94 degrees, humid. The ball is carrying. Speaking of humid, we'll, we'll get to baseballs in a second because that was a quick little interesting thing that we read today. Um, that was reported by the mud, the mud. Yes. The mud that's going to be used on the baseballs, which, which has been used for years, many, many years, but they're going to go back to doing it a certain way. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the hard part that I have, uh, the, the hard part that I have trying to figure out is this giants offense. Uh, and I think it's partly due to the fact that there are just so many injuries on the offensive side of the ball that there's no consistency. There are no consistent at bats. We just don't have enough um, hitters seeing live pitching day after day. Uh, so that's why you get the hard hit percentage is down. The exit velocity is down the last two weeks. The runs scored are down the last two weeks. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep with the trend when you're pitching is lights out and you're not giving up any runs. And then it's like, well, instead of scoring five runs a game, like we did earlier in the season, let's just score two runs a game and let's keep these games close. It's frustrating to watch as a fan. Um, so I can't figure out this offense, uh, the last couple of weeks, I, I thought, especially with, with tonight, uh, six you know, six runs scored so far, starting to kind of turn around a little bit. Uh, so, so that's a little bit exciting to watch. Um, but Can I ask you stay? one question about yeah, this yeah. offense. Mm -hmm. If you are on the other side, who is the one guy you circle in this lineup and you go, you know what? We're not going to let this guy beat us. We're going to pitch around this guy or we're going to try and make sure we're going to pitch the the hitters in front of him really hard so that, you know, he doesn't come on with anybody on base. I guess the answer is probably jock. But after that, who is it? There's nobody that I think anybody is really that scared of when you're looking at, you know, who are you circling? I, I mean, maybe it's, it's belt. If he can kind of get, get, get a swing back a little bit from, from injury, but everybody else is ultimately underperforming. Yeah, and and that's true. Uh, when you look at home runs, the last two weeks, Giants are twenty third in the league. Um, let me let me erase these numbers here. Uh, the 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 dates, the last two weeks. Let me look at now. Uh, oh, I got to change the custom date date range. I'm going to go back to March until now. Um, so when you look at the home runs on the season, Giants are 10th overall. So, yes, the home runs aren't coming like they used to earlier in the season. But I think that's kind of the beauty of this team. Let me, let me, let me 
throw the positive spin on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is one person other than Jock Peterson that you look at and you say, well, we, we have to avoid him. It's not like Acuna Jr. where it's like, oh, don't, you know, don't pitch him down the middle. But isn't that ultimately Giants, what the Braves have? They got like five guys that the Giants are like, oh man, we can't let this guy beat us. Yeah, and like the Dodgers, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. But the Giants are hanging right in there with the yeah. way that they play baseball. They play baseball by getting on base, walking, seeing a lot of pitches, getting to your bullpen. And I think that's the beauty of this team. And I think that's what Farhan has built to say, you don't have one guy that can beat you on the Giants. There are many guys that can beat you on the Giants. Austin mm-hmm. wins three run home run today. Nobody wanted Austin wins. The Giants took Austin wins and here he is, uh, you know, hitting a home run and the Giants go up for nothing earlier in the game. So I, I, so I, I really do think, and again, the positive spin, I think that's the nice thing about this team is that you can't say, well, let's just pick a pitch around Jock Peterson because nobody else on this team can hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, I, I kind of, I like that. It's sneaky. It's how the Giants were scoring so many runs earlier in the season. Uh, Tyro Estrada, you're pitching around Tyro Estrada to get to somebody else. Tyro Estrada was on a tear for a while. No, you're not. You're still pitching to him because you know that he could also cool off. But then you never know when the next guy hitting after him is going to heat up. Uh, so that, that's, that's really what I love about this team. Is there a Farhan Zadie-ish player who is out there? Because I, I sent you the list of Jim Bowden's uh, top 125 guys most likely to be traded by the deadline. And the problem is, is because this is where baseball has gone, a lot of these guys are like, First base, outfield, DH. And the problem for the Giants is they have like 20 of those guys. Yeah. And and so, you know, anybody who's like a middle infielder or maybe like a third baseman who hits like that, those guys are going to cost a lot of uh, in return. So I wonder, like you look at somebody like uh, I, the, the one that I told you about was, was Kevin Biggio. Mm-hmm. Only because he can play multiple positions and I, he's probably overstayed his welcome in Toronto. And if, you know, the Giants probably feel like, oh, you know, we could probably take this guy and, and make him a better hitter and make him fit our our scenario a little bit better. Somebody like um, Garrett Hampson for the Rockies, though, he's probably going to be he's probably a little bit. Uh, I don't, actually, I don't know. I don't know who would be the 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 player who would who would ask. You know, the teams would ask for more in return. But there, I want just wonder if there's a guy or two who are out there who you know the smart, uh, the brainiac that is Farhan Zaidi is like, okay, we're getting that guy because he can do all these different things and we can plug him in and we can hit him against righties and sometimes against lefties. You know, there's this guy, uh, only reason I know even know who he is is because he's on my fantasy team. Gio Urshela from the twins. Yeah. He's actually having a pretty good season. Yeah. They just got him. So, So, you know, so there's, but there's guys like that who are kind of out there. Uh, you know, Jonathan VR, like just just people who seem like they can kind of fit in with the Giants because you know the Giants aren't going to go for the biggest bat that's going to cost them 
you know, one of their top three prospects. It's not the way that they do business. They're not going to go, oh, you know, uh, Benintendi from the Royals. Like, let's just go get him. No, it's going to cost you like, you know, a top five prospect. So I don't know. I just I, I just wonder how Farhan's going to look at this trade deadline. Are we going to look – when when we're said and done with this trade deadline, are we going to go like, oh, man, we were in for the best player? Or are we going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense because that's kind of who Farhan, you know, he's who he's looking for so that they don't have to give up on their guys. Yeah, and it's it, – I don't – there is not a Chris Bryant type of player available for the Giants unless you said like Biggio. Right. I mean that, but that's kind of a, he's kind of a core guy of the team. Uh, I, I think they're probably a little frustrated with him. Um, but I, I don't see the blue Jays parting with him. I say there's not a Chris Bryant type of guy as in a guy who's, who can hit 30 home runs in a season. And, yeah. You and plug him into like your three or four spot in the lineup. Yeah, so there's not going to be that. I don't know who it's going to be. I think we'll get a clearer picture of who's available as we get closer to the deadline. But I can guarantee you it's going to be there's going to be two things about this player. One, we probably didn't hear much about him leading up to the trade deadline. Um, and two, everybody's going to hate it. <laughs> that, that's just that's just what we do. Uh, we we hate the trade uh, for a guy that nobody's really heard of, but he could play three or four positions, and he probably has really good on base percentage, and he's going to fit right in with what the Giants do. the The Giants need some depth right now because I don't think they're going into the minors and grabbing VR, and I don't think they're going to say, "Come on up, uh, your, your time," especially. You know, Crawford is out of the game now with that tweak at home plate. Um, and, and hopefully it's not a bad injury, but it didn't look pretty. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he's not out for a long time. But but at that point, do you bring up a VR and say, we need another infielder? Um, is this where you say, oh, man, we really missed Dubon because we could use an infielder. Uh, but he was also struggling at the plate. He's hitting only, what, 170 in Houston right now. So, um, But, yeah, I, I guarantee you it's, uh, it's those two things. Somebody we haven't heard of, and all of a sudden the Giants are going to spring for somebody. Uh, they're not going to sell the farm on a player. Uh, and then number two, you're going to hate it. Everybody's going to hate it. And he's going to end up being a guy who's probably going to win two or three games for the Giants down the stretch. Uh, all right, so we're getting close to the end of this. Um, Giants, uh, uh, yeah, the, the the Crawford thing looks a little scary here. So, gotta yeah. cross your fingers, hope for the best. Uh, the the way that his ankle turned, and I think the catcher uh, kind of leaned into it, not purposely, but just the way no, that, no. that that Crawford's ankle kind of went under. Hope that it's you know a twisted ankle. Maybe you know goes on the DL for you know 15 days and he's fine. But man, if it's like a break or something like that, that's bad news. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So all right. at the end of this, I guess I guess we're at the end of this. Let's talk about just uh, this this upcoming weekend. These games versus the Braves, I think, are very important. Now we we can say it's June. Like, like you mm -hmm. said, right? It's June. It's We still have more than half of the season left. But I do think when you want to, 
when you're looking at what what the teams are going to do as far as how good they are, you like to size yourself up against these guys. Like it was important for the Giants to beat the Dodgers. And I think it's important for the Giants to measure up against the Braves. Now you can say, oh, you know, the Braves are at home. It's a four gamer. Um, and what what did I call? I called Tyler Rogers a sixth inning pitcher. Pitcher. He's in, yeah. in the fifth inning right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I do think measuring themselves against the Braves, it, it's a good kind of experiment. It's a good uh, thing to analyze because you want to see uh, how do we match up against the the world champions who are good again, who have all this great hitting talent. So. I think you know they're gonna that they they probably feel this is a four game series. Can they split? Can they you know take? Depending on this game, could you take three? And and if you took three, how big of a of a jolt would that be coming back home? Because they do have a really bad team who who's coming to San Francisco to play in the Cincinnati Reds. And the last time I said this, the Giants went to Cincinnati. And lost two out of three. And I think that was the most frustrating thing <laughs> ever for, for the season so far was them yes. going into Cincinnati and not taking care of any kind of business. So what do you think about sort of the rest of this series? Obviously, the Beecroft thing is important. We'll see what happens there. But ultimately, uh, being able to play with these guys heading into a home series with the Reds, which they should feel very confident going into. Yeah, and, and and again, tonight's kind of a must-win game. Uh, you know, that's kind of funny to say in baseball when you have 100, 162 games. But when you break it down to a series, right, it, it's a, it's kind of a must-win game. You lose on a walk-off last night, and you have a 4 nothing lead uh, early in the game, and now you're down 7-6 in the fifth inning. It's kind of a – you got to come back. You got to come back, and you got to win this game because you don't want to go down in the series 0-2 and only have two games left, and the best you could do is split. Uh, you you want to win today because you got Rodon on the mound tomorrow, uh, and then you got Wood on the mound um, Thursday morning, nine o'clock game, uh, nine a.m. game. Oof. Uh, you know, and then yeah, and then you come home and you've got uh, Cincinnati, and then after Cincinnati, you've also got a really bad Tigers team. Too. Yes. So you're at home against two really rough teams. So if you can, if you can win this series in Atlanta 3-1 and ride some confidence going home. But again, bats, got to get the bats going. And they, and they are tonight, but it always seems like when the bats start going, the pitching takes a tick down. And, and you know, again, DiSclefani coming off the IL, can't blame him. First start back, he's going to get stronger as time goes on. Uh, we're hoping for 2021 first half disco um, versus what we had after that. So, uh, yeah, uh, super important. It's super important to pull this game off tonight uh, and, and then get that win tomorrow with Rodon on the mound and, uh, it, you know, hopefully go for a series win on, on Thursday. All right, so uh, we will see. Hopefully, when we come back and do this show next Monday, we'll we'll only have the six days in between, so we won't yep. have the the full week. But you know, I would like to see a oh, you know, since we stopped recording, nice little five and one action there. You know, we'll we'll see. Tyler Rogers is a uh, doing pretty good here in this inning. I hope I didn't jinx him. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I have full confidence that the Giants are going to pull this game out because they don't lose when we record 
while while yes. we are watching them while they are playing. Correct. So I have full confidence that they're going to win this game. Maybe top of the ninth, uh, little blooper shot by Tyro Estrada to score a couple runs and and yeah. win the game. All right. Or, so or or Jock Peterson because that one time we were on the air, they were in Milwaukee for that one game series. When that and when they, that fan uh, was talking trash to him and he yeah. told him to shut the f up or whatever and boom and Jock went yak so maybe we <laughs> got a Jock home run tonight in Atlanta that would be nice I'm in I'm in for it <laughs> Tyler Rogers might actually pitch another inning here he's a, oh. he's only thrown twelve pitches and got out of it so he may throw that's a second like, inning that's here. like in Vegas when I put five dollars in the slot machine the other day and, <laughs> and I was up I won fifteen dollars but I just gave it right back I, pu- I pushed it and I yeah. and it. It was all gone. So there goes my Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for Brad, I am a double G. We will see you when we see you next week. Peace out. Peace.